Hello, I'm Sinead. And I'm Brian. Each week we introduce each other to a film that we love. If the other's not equally enamoured, it could mean the end of our 22-year relationship. Warning, there will be spoilers, swearing and undoubtedly arguments. This is Reasons to Dump You. Brian, lovely to see you. Hello, Sinead. How are you? I'm very well, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. We've had a couple of false starts this morning, but we're here and we're ready to podcast. We are ready to P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Oh, I love the way your eyes flick to the ceiling there, I know. as if like, I'm going to mess this up. For a split second, <laughs> I thought, I don't remember how to spell podcast. <laughs> I thought you were going to launch into a chain letters episode. Chain letters. Change the D for an R to make podcast. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we digress. Yeah. I'm bringing us some more comedy this week. Nice. I thought we could do with a bit of a laugh. Yeah, always do with a laugh. It's important in life to keep your humour and keep your spirits up, don't agreed, you think? Agreed, agreed. I'm going to cut straight to my three clues. Please do. So, this film was came out in 1985 and was directed by the same person that directed My Cousin Vinny. Ooh. Mm, do you know who directed My Cousin Vinny? No idea. Okay. Clue two? Yep. Clue two, there is a Back to the Future connection. Quite a strong one in this film. Ooh. We've had very tenuous ones before. Okay. This one's a strong one. Okay. I still don't know. And my final the, clue... By the way, these are the vaguest clues ever. One was released in 1985. No, no, no. That wasn't a clue. That was just a fact. So it was directed by the person that did My Cousin Vinny. There is a strong Back to the Future connection. Strong. I mean, what makes a vague clue? Well... My God, you can connect back to the future to virtually anything. No, I'm telling you, this is a strong one. I'm telling you, this is a strong, strong, valid clue. right, next. Okay, well, this one's very obvious. Go on. Uh, This film is based on or inspired by an incredibly well-known game. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? That's not a game, is it, Brian? Monopoly, the musical. (laughs) Try again. Boggle, the early years. (laughs) It's going to be Clue. Yes! Of course it's going to be Clue with yes! you. It has to be Clue Of course. You. you love this film. I do. I love this film. I haven't seen it for a very long time. I blooming loved this film when I was younger. I watched it Crikey. again and again and again. A bit of Tim Curry. Christopher Lloyd is in this film. Is he? Yes. So that is a very strong Back to the Future connection. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Directed by Jonathan Lynn. Ah, the old Jonathan yeah, Lane fame. Yeah, yeah, My Cousin Vinny fame. Yeah, he did My Cousin Vinny, I was about to say. You, can, you can hear, I hope everyone can hear, the smile that's on my face at the moment. Yeah. It's a little bit of a Tim Curry smile, <laughs> some might say. I thought you were going to go Joker. Well, very yeah. similar, you yeah. know. I have been told I resemble Joaquin Phoenix quite strongly. <laughs> nice. I haven't, I haven't, no. I don't think you I, have. I don't think anything like him. You do. If, I, if only. That's, I know, That's right? my dream in life. Um, come on, let's go. I'll make you a lovely cup of tea. Ooh, lovely. And we could have a biscuit. Bourbon. Yeah. Nice. And I'm we're going to go and Not nice, bourbon. Yeah. I was saying the word nice. I didn't mean the nice biscuit. As in, you know, there's a biscuit called nice. Mm-hmm. With the... Your bis- biscuit talk, no. No. Let's go watch Clue. Give everyone, cool. a- give everyone else a chance to go and watch it. Nice. And then we'll come back and have a chat. It's not just a game anymore, Brian. Nope, it's a film too. You know how serious this is? No, not really. This is murder. This is multiple murder. 
Why are you so happy when you say murder? Because it's just, it's it's a romp, it's a farce, it's comedy, it's dark, it's hilarious. I'm, There was you know, people falling over. Oh my God. What more do you need in a film? I mean, uh, you know, I'd like to think I need a little more than what this film had to offer, but there you go. Oh, well, that's not a good start. Well, no, hey. So you don't think this film had much to offer? Hmm? I mean, I, I look, I did. The whole point of this is to discuss it, to debate, and that's what we shall do. We shall have a debate. And to find reasons to dump you. Well, you're going to be flying at the end of this one. Oh. No, okay. I'm joking. I like the film. It's a good little film. But it has its limitations. <laughs> limitations, okay. It does. We'll just make a note of limitations. We might come back to that later. Let's start with a synopsis. Go on then. Um, this is from Rotten Tomatoes. Very good website. <laughs> um, here is what they say about the film Clue. That was not a paid advertisement for Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Based on the popular board game, this comedy begins at a dinner party hosted by Mr. Body where he admits to blackmailing his visitors. These guests, who have been given aliases, are Mrs. Peacock, Miss Scarlet, Mr. Green, Professor Plum, Mrs. White and Colonel Mustard. When Body turns up murdered, all are suspects and together they try to figure out who is the killer. Tried to pad out that synopsis a little bit by listing every character from the (laughs) well-known board game, didn't they? Well, you know... It's good to get a little recap of, of who we have. True. There could there could be variants, I don't know. Apparently I think um in the modern version of Cluedo, as oh, as yeah, I know yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, Knives if, out you're talking about. <laughs> no, no, oh, as okay. in the as in the board game. Ah. Um apparently in the modern version we no longer have Mrs. White. Okay. I think she's been replaced by something someone else something else it was in my it was in my mind it's gone immaterial okay not, not relevant to the film i'm just saying it's, it's good to remember who the characters are oh yeah are. it's good to have half facts always nice when i'm in those dinner parties i go apparently she's been replaced by <laughs> oh like you want dinner party facts <laughs> like i get invited to dinner parties i'm the, just I'm the dinner party fact person here okay you can have that title i Love this film. Let's just start with a little initial reaction. Okay. I saw this film when I was a child. Yep. I absolutely loved it then. I still love it now. It is old school farce. It is a mystery and a comedy in one neat package. And for me, it delivers. Well, my initial reaction is you saw this film as a child and I just watched it with you watching it as a child again. (laughs) Love. I mean, just... It's a fun film. It is fun, and I will give you that. But my God, Sinead, do you love slapstick? Well, you claim this, you know. I claim this. Well, a, a, li- claim... a little bit of slapstick here and there doesn't go amiss. Okay, so point one. Have you made a list of the um, slapstick maybe. moments I loved? So I said, slapstick, totally you, mm-hmm. which it is. So here's where you see few of the moments, not every moment that you laughed at. Okay. The first one was the dog poo smell gags. <laughs> at <the> See, be- <laughs> laughing again. <laughs> yes, yeah, so at the beginning when they arrive, Tim Curry as Wadsworth the butler yep. wipes his shoes and then as each guest comes in, yep. they all sniff the air and check their own shoes. Yes, exactly. Excellent. She loved that. <laughs> poo gag, excellent. Second one was the dinner gong when she rung that and the guy jumped <laughs> and spilled drink all over the person next to him. Well, You loved that. Because I can relate. I can relate to both of these gags. Third one was the soup slurp. 
<laughs> Again, relatable. I mean, look at her. She's off. <laughs> then we had the poison gag where they said the, the, the cognac could be poisoned. <laughs> and your girlfriend lost her shit. Mrs. Peacock started screaming. Mrs. Peacock, was that the woman from Greece? No. Looked like her. I'll I'll um I'll I'll go through the cast in a minute because that's okay. one of the things I want to talk to you about because it is okay. creme de la creme casting in this film. With one exception, which we'll talk about. <gasps> then, then the next thing that made you laugh more than anything I've ever seen you laugh at on any film ever, the broken table. <laughs> See, a guy sits on a table; it breaks underneath him. Sinead's laughing for like five minutes straight. I think um, I think it was Mr Green because he tried to find a seat and everyone got to a seat before him so he leant on the table. And it broke. Yeah, but it was the delay of the gag. Okay. It was the delay of the gag. Then we had the wee-wee gag. Wee-wee. She's looking for the toilet. Wee-wee. No, I just need to powder my nose. I mean, come on. Jesus. <laughs> Then we had the fall into my arms gag. Oh, that was classic. That was absolutely classic. Go Tim, on. Tim Curry. I'll catch you. I'll catch you if you, if you collapse. <laughs> and she falls straight through his arms. Brilliant. Bloody hell. Then you had the, oh, the break the door down gag. Where Tim Curry runs at the door and Excellent. bounces off. Because you knew that was going to happen, but it was very satisfying. Yeah. Then we had the uh, no more scares, please. <laughs> and he stepped forward and the chandelier fell. Do you see, if people, if you have not gone and watched this before we started talking, do you see how many gags you're going to get in this and film? And the final one that Sinead, I thought you were going to wet yourself <laughs> at, was the shower gag. Where there's no light and he walks in a room and he thinks he's found a door handle and he turns on a shower. And gets soaking wet. Just the level of ridiculousness is is just too funny. I mean, I loved it, but every time you were crying with it. Because it's just too funny, isn't it? Fair play, fair play. I, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, what can I say? I'm speechless. You've just reminded me of all those gags now. You loved it. And I just loved it. It's also an endlessly quotable film, but I'll come back to that later. Let's talk about the, the cast. Let's go for it. So, do you want to talk me through who and what who and where who? and when? Yes. So, um, we have the main character, well, who I consider the main character of this film. The butler. The butler. Yeah. What, Wadsworth the butler, yeah. play, played by um, Tim Curry. Yeah, loved who, him. He was very good. Exactly, I think. You Especially know. at the end when he was running around reliving the... Uh, way that the murders happened it exactly. was very funny the way he was running about brilliant i think we all know tim curry from rocky horror or home alone 2 or it or annie so many classics so many if i was a man i want to be tim curry not me christopher lloyd oh well yeah okay fair enough there but you don't go. you want to sound like tim curry don't you not wish as a, as a british lloyd. man that you sounded like tim curry no stephen fry oh no tim <laughs> curry all day long no, the way, Stephen Fry. The way he says says certain words, lounge, lounge, I can't even do it. Stephen Fry. Okay. Um, other characters. Go on. So we had Colonel Mustard. We did. He was very familiar. He played someone in something. He, he played many things in many things. I knew I nailed it. So Colonel Mustard was played by Martin Mull. He was. Um, most obvious, maybe Leon from Roseanne. That's the one. He Leon was also in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. He was. Oh, my lordy. Mm. There you go. Uh, we have Mrs. Not that I know. I don't watch t- Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> don't even know what it is. Don't care. I was watching football or boxing. I thought you were going to say I was watching Clarissa Explains It All. 
Then we have Mrs. White. She was played by Madeleine Kahn. Yes, now she was in Blazing Saddles. She was. She's done quite a bit with Mel Brooks. So she was in Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein. Yeah, like Um, that. Then we had Mrs. Peacock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, your favourite. Yeah, I I loved. Mrs. White and Mrs. Peacock, alongside Tim Curry, are the stars of this show for me. But Mrs. Peacock was played by Eileen Brennan. Yeah. Um, Probably, for me, most recognisable from Private Benjamin. Ah, that's where she's from. She's the sergeant in Private Benjamin. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Then we have Mr. Green, played by Michael McKean. Mr. Green, which one was he? Um, He was the... Oh, like the sort of... He looked like a New York stockbroker rather than... Yeah, with the glasses, it turns out, at the end. Um, Saturday Night Live, Spinal Tap, Mighty Wind has done lots of films with Christopher Guest. Nice. Obviously, Professor Plum was Christopher Lloyd. Yes. Needs little or no introduction. I wasn't a big fan of his lecture character, but he played it with a plum. Miss Scarlet was played by... You didn't get that at all, Professor Plum. You played it with a plum. (laughs) I did. I was just so focused on my... uh... My excellent cast that just... okay. (laughs) Sorry, Brian. That's all right. Next. (laughs) Miss Scarlet was played by Leslie Ann Warren, who... Oh, yeah. Didn't... What was she? Well, she looked super familiar, but I scoured her credits and nothing jumped out at me, for me personally. She looked really familiar I know. I thought she looked a bit like um, one of the girls from Grease too, but she isn't. No, she sort of had a bit of a look of... um, Oh, God, I can't even think of the film's name. So let's move on quickly. Uh, and then Yvette was played by Colleen Camp. Yeah, I've seen her in stuff. Well, she was in uh, a previous episode, Brian. What one? Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Who did she play? She was Mrs. Vanderhoff. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. That's, okay. that's Colleen Camp. And also, probably, obviously, Police Academy 2 and 4. Okay, cool. So that was kind of rounding out our main cast. Yeah. We do get the chief, the police chief at the end. Yeah. Now, I recognised him from a sitcom and I can't think which one. Yeah, well, he's been in quite a lot of stuff. He's Howard Heisman, but yeah. he was also in Police Academy too. He was Pete Lassard. He was Pete Lassard. Right, carry on. Well, that's our main Mr. cast. Mr Body. Mr Body was played by uh, Lee Ving. Yeah. So, has he been in anything else? And I've just now I've read that name out for no, you leaving. Were right. no, yeah, yeah, but leaving. Leaving. Oh, Mr. <laughs> um, he was a musician as well. I think he'd, he'd had a hit at the time. So okay. I don't think uh, Jonathan Lynn, the director, particularly cared to have him in the film, but I think the studio wanted him. So Right, yeah, because I was going to say, he was like the worst piece of casting. He was the he, weakest. I mean, even when they said, oh, he didn't think you were true Americans or whatever it was. And it was like, he does not have that ring about him at all. Mm. Yeah, no. Like, there was nothing about him that gave the air of a con artist or a... He looked like a drummer for a bloody rock and roll band. Yeah. I didn't like him. I also didn't think... I did not like him. (laughs) I also didn't think his his presentation in general didn't really fit with the rest of the the cast. So it was meant to be set in... 1954. Yeah, and he, he looked like he was from 1984. Yeah, he didn't yeah, really... Was very weird. He wasn't giving me sort of 54 gangster or anything. No. I would agree with you. Mr. Body was the weak link in yeah. this film. I, and it was a real shame because the rest were cast very well. Was it Winona Ryder as the girl who delivered the telegram? The singing telegram yeah. girl? No, it wasn't. She was a singer for the Go-Go... The Go-Go Dolls? Is I that... don't know. She just looked really like Winona no. Ryder, I thought. No, she wasn't Winona Ryder. I think she was also in, um, I think she played Joan of Arc in Bill and Ted as well. Oh, okay. But <laughs> Excellent. Not, not, I can, I'll just keep saying, not Winona Ryder. 
Okay, that's she fine. She would have been too young, I think, for this, wouldn't she? Or too old. 85? 85. I don't know. She's getting on a bit, isn't she? Winona. Yeah. A, a mere babe, a mere babe. Anyway, yes. So, yes, that was good. But, yeah, I really, really struggled with Mr. Body. He was just bad. He was just bad. Yeah, but it didn't really matter because he wasn't around for very well, long. Well, no, I know. But it's such a shame because the rest, with the exception of the FBI top bod, he wasn't very convincing either. But I really liked, I loved the police officer who visited. I thought he was great. Yeah, he was brilliant. Um, and I loved the, even the driver who turned up and said he'd broken down. But I don't know, there was just something about that that didn't add up. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Mr. Body was not... Yeah was not my favourite in this film by any stretch of the imagination. Me neither. But what I love about this is that it it has so cleverly taken a board game and transposed it into this Agatha Christie-style murder mystery with comedy layered on top. I mean, that's just all I want for my birthday, isn't it? Well, yeah, and I must admit, we'll do that this year. Next year. It's already gone. But the one thing I will say, though, is when they first introduced... Like when um, Mr. Body gave out the weapons, you know, so ah, the wrench and yes, the pipe. he brings them all in boxes with murder weapons in. Yeah, and the gun and the dagger. And I thought, well, this isn't going to be hard, is it? Who stabbed <laughs> Mr. So-and-so? Unless he gets bludgeoned to death, in which case it could be the pipe or it could be the spanner. I thought, it's going to be easy. Oh, he was shot. Well, who did it? I mean, it's ridiculous. But actually, they did that really well. Yeah, exactly. Turn the lights off. Yeah. The gun goes off. Who had the gun? Don't know. Yeah, but he wasn't shot. Well, no, but at that point they thought he was. No, they didn't. They rolled him over and said he hadn't been shot. So how had he died? Oh, yeah, that's true. Ah, ha! I know. Well, that's the other thing about this film. It gets somewhat confusing the further it goes in. Oh, yeah, 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 but in a good way, right? In a good way, yeah. Because it's really cleverly written. Yes. Like, you have to, whether you appreciate the film or not, whether you like its style or not, it's really cleverly written. I think it's brilliantly put together. I'll tell you a little bit about that, shall I? Please do. So, um, John Landis is credited on this film. What's he from? John Landis. John Come on Landis. now, you know John Landis. John Landis. Not personally. <laughs> John Landis. John Landis. American Werewolf in London. Ah. Blues yeah. Brothers, Coming yeah. to America. Yeah, multiple right. music videos. Okay, major point. Uh, the very famous John Landis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he had... Sorry about that, John. Turns out I do know you. <laughs> he had the story idea. Yeah. So he was looking for somebody to actually write the script. Yeah. Apparently, he went to playwright Tom Stoppard. Okay. Who couldn't Said no. couldn't figure out anything, couldn't oh, okay. figure out what, yeah. what to do with it. Um, Stephen Sondheim. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That would have been a good musical. And uh, Anthony Perkins. As in the actor? As in Norman Bates. Oh, Wow. Yeah. So, I was thinking Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> Two very different people. Oh, apologies to the Anthonys as well. Um, I did not have a crush on Anthony Hopkins. A um, little bit. No. <laughs> Perkins, yes. Hopkins, no. Yeah, it went to those three. Didn't didn't get anywhere with, with any of them. Um, so that's when Jonathan Lynn came on board. Okay. Um, and put did the script together. Bang up job. So I think originally John Landis was meant to direct this. Right. But then by the time the script was ready, he was already going off to film something else. Oh, okay. So then Jonathan Lim was given the directorial... Debut? Credit. Was it a debut? I don't know if it was his debut or not. Was it a debut? It may have been. I'm not sure. Mr. Debut? Um, But it was handed over to him. Nice. And I know you noticed this yourself at the beginning of the film. Go on. Producer, 
Let's test your memory for names here. Oh, you know I haven't got any memory for names. There's a lady. <laughs> a lady. Who also did... Do, 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 do. Um, do you know what? That's close enough. It was Deborah Hill. Yes. Who Go on, Debbie. produced Halloween. Yes. Yes. So, you know, a lot of pedigree behind this film. Oh, hell yeah. You could see that there's a lot of pedigree and a lot of clever clever work gone into it and one thing i love about it because it's the 80s they pull up to the big house big lovely long shot of the big house mm. pull up onto the sound stage yeah. sound stage i mean i just love that we should use sound stages more people i know they don't look as real i know but it's come on it's cheaper and it's fun and just let us have a time back <laughs> oh god he's gone he's gone, gone back again. again i've gone again so yeah so what i also love about this film is the pacing of it all right, yeah. I just love the fact that it just goes kind of set, sets everything up. Yeah. Wadsworth, the butler, arrives, starts yeah. getting the place ready. The guests slowly arrive. Mr. Yeah. Body arrives. Mr. Yeah. Body is killed. Yeah. Then the body count starts piling up and up and up and up. Yeah. Uh, there's a storm. It's raining outside. And then as everybody's being killed... Yeah. And nobody knows what's going on and all this manic insanity is happening. Yeah. Um we move towards Wadsworth basically saying, I know who's done it now. Yeah, and yeah, we yeah. spend like the last twenty minutes of the film with him recapping how it's all happened yeah. in order to give us our reveals, because we have three reveals at the end of the film. So- I love it. I love the fact it builds up to this frantic, frantic ending with tim curry going mental running around the whole set i love that then they did ending two yes and then they did ending three three endings that's correct great so everyone didn't like three endings on a previous choice from a previous week do you know what i knew this was going to happen did you was it because they didn't go is it because they didn't go diddly-do, diddly-do, that you didn't mind this is the fact that I said I thought the three endings in Wayne's World was a little unsatisfying. Yeah. I thought the last ending, the actual ending in this one, was the least satisfying. I liked the first ending. But to me, it felt like, ah, oh, we haven't quite got enough to fulfil 90 minutes. But don't you also think, considering this is based on a board game, yeah. to have three different endings made complete sense in the context of what the film was based on? Okay, but the film doesn't reflect the board game. Of course it does. How can it, what, what do you mean it doesn't reflect the board game? Well, it doesn't really. Just because you have those items, you don't play out a murder mystery with a butler and... Okay, but you have to have some story around it. You have all of those characters, you have all of those murder weapons, all of the rooms, the dining room, the kitchen, the, the, the library. You had even the secret passages in this film apparently yeah. lead from the the... The board game room to room. So the secret passages they use are actually reflected on the board game. But be honest, does anyone you know, and please feel free to write in if you, you disagree, <laughs> has anyone ever actually played Cluedo? Or do they just lay out the cards and the little tiny little piece of lead pipe and everything and look at it and go, great, and play it for like two minutes and go, I don't understand this bloody thing and put it away? Are you absolutely kidding me? Oh my god, of course there's so many rules in this game. You and your mum would have loved it. You've never played Cluedo? Not properly. (gasps) Why would I? How did I not find this out about you before? Because you don't speak to me. Never played Cluedo. And I'm getting the vibe you don't even want to. I mean, I've got no great urge. No urge? I mean, I find murder repugnant. 
But just because you think it's fun. Well, it's mm. just all in the spirit mm. of, of a little bit of like family entertainment, isn't it? Murder? Well, it wasn't my house. I mean, my family managed to entertain itself without killing each other. Hmm, debatable. Well, <laughs> well apart from that one time. <laughs> Great grandparents. Well, well, just just coming back to that casting for a Killed moment. Killed a man with a shoe. Just saying, don't mess about with me. I think we should. True cl- story. I think we should clarify that was like in the eighteen hundreds or something. Still happening. <laughs> Hashtag. It was a clog, apparently. Yeah, that's right. You don't mess with my family. <laughs> in a in a brawl. Can't you see some people come from rich stock? They have land and <laughs> go on fox hunts. Mine lived on a terrace and. Beat the next door neighbour together with a shoe for making a bad comment about the door. It's not the sort of thing you want to hear on uh, Who Do You Think You Are, is it? No, It's not exactly. really what you want to discover. Exactly. Mind you, I will say I'm up for doing an episode if I'm <laughs> listening to this now. Um, just to go back to casting for a moment. Yes. So, two other um, potentials for the butler. Yeah. Um, Leonard Rossiter. That would have been quite good, actually. Yeah, I could see that that could have worked. And not as good, but would have still worked. Mm, apparently, um, unfortunately, he passed away before um, this film was made. Well, fair enough. Good good reason. So, But Jonathan Lynn was very keen on um, Leonard Roster. Jonathan Lynn, I should say, was born in England. So okay, hence cool. has that English knowledge. Um, and Rowan Atkinson. Oh, do you know what? I love Rowan Atkinson. I think he's a very talented fellow, but... I can't see any more renditions of Mr. Bean. Oh, yeah, no. So, like, every character now is just a version of Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> when you've made that much money off one character, that's all you need to do. Yeah, and I don't blame him and good on him and everything, but... He's great. I'm sorry, no more. No more. You're putting your foot down. I, I actually am going to put my foot down, Rowan. No more. That's it. The B film is basically Mr. Bean, but around a B. I mean... <laughs> I love the fact you're trying to reignite black and white turn of the early 20th century comedy shorts. But no more. We're done. We've moved on as a society. Okay? All right. I'm sure he'll take that on board. Well, he probably listens to this avidly, (laughs) I would imagine. Um, Anyway, it was felt that he wasn't well known enough in the States. So at at that point, this is 85, released in 86. Mistake. Yeah, he hadn't... Mr Bean hadn't yet broken stateside. Stephen Fry could have done it as well. Yeah, he could have done actually, yeah. The other interesting uh, casting that did not happen... Yes. Miss Scarlet... Yes. Carrie Fisher. Interesting, but no, I don't think so. I don't think she would have been quite as... um, I don't know, maybe she could have been as, as sort of sexy. Yeah, but I think... The fact that Miss Scarlet's sort of unknown, mm. you know, like she sort of, Lesser oh, known, she rings yeah. a bell, but you don't mm. know her, mm. then that's like kind of cool. But Carrie Fisher would come on, you'd gone like Princess Leia. Yeah. And and you'd have been done and yeah. you wouldn't have really Yeah, she it. might have had a little bit too much star power. You're right. Um, that didn't happen. Apparently, um, Carrie Fisher went into rehab so she couldn't partake in the film. Wow, you've got all good news. Dead people rehab. <laughs> Anything else? This was just a good look thing for its cast wasn't it who died during filming <laughs> no 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 deaths during filming wow but i just think that i just think the build-up of the story and the fact yeah. that you just you then start to get dead body after dead body as they're all freaking out and trying to understand who's killing and who's the actual murderer yeah i just thought it's brilliantly played out building up to that that end scene with tim curry racing around the place yeah that was hilarious uh, basically according to him giving himself high blood pressure um i just thought it was absolutely excellently done and I just think it just shows how great Tim Curry is 
in these comedic roles. He's absolutely, he's untouchable. Untouchable. Well, he is very good. I love the fact he was dragging the. I mean, it was like the butler was using it as an excuse to beat up the other characters. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Green got dragged everywhere and just the shit kicked mm-hmm. out of him for about 10 minutes. Then he started dragging Miss White around. He slapped Mrs. Peacock. Yeah. <laughs> it was like he was just using it as an excuse to beat them all up. That was really cool. And the way he was running from place to place and they were trying to keep up. The rest of the cast were really good because they were like trying to keep up with him and I thought that was really good. Exactly. And Miss Scarlet was um, finding it very difficult to move in that dress according to Leslie Ann Warren. I'm not surprised. It was a bit bloody tight. Yeah, she said it was so tight. They had a a different one for her to wear for her to run in because she couldn't actually move. And she was also um, corseted up. Yeah, it looked it because her waist looked about three feet narrower. That's the word. (laughs) Than her hips. Yeah, apparently she was finding it all quite hard. Yeah. Talking uh, of outfits. Sorry, just for a moment. Well, do you know what? A little bit of fashion. I don't mind. Okay. Pray tell. Guess which outfit I'm going to pick. Um, the maids. Oh, Yvette's French maid outfit. Yes. Yes. Now, yes, I'm both. all for attractive ladies showing off what makes them attractive. Mm-hmm. However. I mean, it's a woman's brain that makes her attractive, Brian, but continue. However, that particular outfit... Was like they got it from a sexy S and M costume shop. Yeah, well, I think that was the point, wasn't it? But why? No one else. I mean, like her boobs from second one. I couldn't stop staring at them. I know it was like ridiculous. Well, you just kept thinking they're they're going to come out. They yeah. are going to pop out. Yeah. It I mean, was, that's part of the comedy, isn't it? But I don't know. Did did it fit? Like she could have still worn a sexy outfit, but did it have to have all the frilly bit at the bottom? Did it have to be quite that kind of? cliche probably not and given the fact that the butler and the cook yeah were not dressed in a kind no. of um comedic version of their roles yeah yeah it kind of did seem a bit odd because i mean she lit like the, she had the black stilettos pe- pe- oh, yeah. black stilettos she had the line up the back of her stockings i yeah. mean she was full-on french made yeah the sort of frilly white kind of yeah puffy skirt yeah. The knickers underneath that they needed to show you every five minutes. And, <laughs> and it just seemed like, I'm all for it. No problem, whatever. But kind of could have just calmed it down a little bit to fit with the rest of the people in the building. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think, yeah. You know I, what I mean? I, I like that. You're basically just saying tone it down a little bit. Well, just a little. Yeah. You know, if they'd have had a guy in a pair of special pants where his testicles were on show <laughs> at the top... That would have distracted us for most of the film as well, wouldn't uh, it? And what film is that in? Sorry, I'll just make it. Oh, yeah, just make <laughs> The quotes in this film. Go on. Are, it's almost like airplane levels of gag after gag after gag oh, after yeah, the, gag. The, the verbal gags were genius. Do you have any? I have quite a few. Oh, go on then. Sparkling quotes. Well, they're not they're not verbatim, but we'll do our best with them. Please do. So, Mrs. White yeah. had an absolute plethora of brilliant, brilliant quotes. Go for it. They threatened to kill he threatened to kill me in public. Oh yeah. And Mrs. Scarlet said, Why would he kill you in public? <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Um she said her uh, her dead husband was a very optimistic man. When he died it was a great shock to him. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that is class. Um, she also, talking about her dead husband, now that he's dead, I have a life. Yeah, yeah, it was a life and death situation. Yeah. yeah. When when referring to men in general, 
She said uh, that they should be soft, strong and disposable like Kleenex. <laughs> yes, I do remember that one. Absolutely brilliant. When asked how many husbands she'd had, oh, yes, yes. she said, mine or other women's. I know. <laughs> Another absolutely brilliant line. A moment that I particularly loved, a verbal sparring moment between Colonel Mustard and Wadsworth. Yeah. Um, Colonel Mustard says to him, when they're trying to figure out if they're, you know, who's the killer or what's going on, yeah. he says to him, is there anyone else in his house? <laughs> Wadsworth says... No, or well, the way that he phrases it, yeah. basically, you could say yes or no, and the answer to the question is not clear. Yeah. And I feel like this happens to me a lot. Yes. And so they but they kept going back and forth, and he was just like, well, is there, is there, or isn't there? Is there, or isn't there? Well, well, no, no. Well, no, there is, or no, or no, there isn't. Yeah. I feel that ha- like that happens to me a lot in life. Yeah, I find that happens to you a lot. <laughs> so that's just me. Yeah, basically. It's just me and Tim Curry. Need to clarify things. Maybe, maybe that's where I... Um, realised that this could happen in life and it's just followed me everywhere ever since. Wow. No, no, there's some absolute class in a glass when it comes to the sort of uh, dialogue in this film and yeah. just the, the firing back and forth. It's just brilliant. Yeah, and the speed at which it just kind of pings. Yeah, so it's just and excellent. the way he's played it out as well, even when they were going up into the attic, Mr Green and the mate, yeah. and they get to the bottom of the stairs and like, you know, yeah, after you've gone then. And he's like, yeah, I'm going. And then they just come back five minutes later <laughs> and they're still standing at the bottom of the stairs because they're scared. I thought it was great. Really, really well done. So what did you make of the whole un-Americanism, communism gag that was spread throughout the whole thing? So so the idea is that they're all being blackmailed yeah. and they've all got links to Washington. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, you know, the endings all start to be revealed and... Spoilers. Um, they say, "Oh, so this isn't about um, this isn't a political thing. This isn't this isn't about communism." And they're like, "Oh no, that's just a red herring." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's actually about capitalism and making money out of people. Yeah, and... yeah. I think that's a commentary on American society at the time. But I thought it was quite quite sort of cleverly done. They could have just made no kind of comment at all, but I yeah, just yeah. think it gave it that extra little bit of comedy edge. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, it's very. Very clever in just saying, like, basically, the reason that people are murderers, you know, and all this black has got nothing to do with communism. It's like America was using communism as an excuse to do lots of horrible things mm, at the mm. time. And every country does that. It uses excuses. You know, oh, well, if we don't do this, that'll happen, mm. you know. So when you had the whole um, kind of that Islamic extremist fear that, mm. you know, countries were quite happy to breed into everybody, mm because it helped them cover getting through loads of different sort of criminal justice acts and bills and stuff. And yeah, to further what they yeah, were it's, doing. Exactly. Themselves, yeah. I thought it was really clever. Yeah, that was a very serious moment, wasn't it, listeners? Oh, it Please was, feel free to skip forward five seconds. It was for a podcast about Clue, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, I think that was really, really cleverly done. Wow, I've killed the atmosphere. <laughs> Let's move on. What else happened? Someone broke something. Yay! Well, I can tell you something... Um, crazy about this film so there is clue the storybook okay so i.e literally a book with the plot written as a story and loads and loads of stills okay do you know how much this is going for on amazon now bearing in mind is it is it an antique if it's from the 80s or is it just vintage you mean ebay or amazon uh both i think okay but i i saw saw this price on amazon well 80s isn't over 100 years old so it's vintage so it's vintage or retro, maybe. I'd go vintage. I'm going with fourteen ninety nine. No, I'm going to go higher than that, fifteen ninety nine. 
Final price, please, Brian. Seventeen ninety-nine. <laughs> well, I think you need to add twenty ninety-nine. <laughs> I think you need to add a zero to that. Twenty ninety-nine zero. I'm going to tell you how much it costs. Two hundred and ninety-nine. Two hundred and forty-nine dollars and ninety-five cents. Well, uh, there's no accounting for that. <laughs> There's none at all. See, this film has developed a cult following after absolutely bombing when it came out. But I will say, if I had been in position four on Price is Right, my twenty ninety nine, I would have walked home with that book. Just saying. Well, there you go. If you've got a spare $250, you can purchase Clue the Storybook. I don't need it. I just need a ticket onto the Price is Right when they're giving away that book. <laughs> I'll be number four in the list, starting at fifteen ninety They'll work up. I'll go one penny <laughs> higher. I'll win it. You do know The Price is Right isn't on anymore, don't you? Um, Alan Carr. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you could contact Alan there Carr. There you go. I might give him a ring after this. Why not? But imagine who's paying that sort of money for that. Oh, idiots. I mean, no, <laughs> I mean don't mince your words, Brian, just straight out. But it's just a book. It's not a first edition. True fans. That's who's paying that money for that. True fans? Yeah. Okay. I got my credit card out. I'm flexing my flexible friends. Oh, I've got a horrible feeling I'm going to see a copy of that on the bookshelf at some oh, point. Oh, how so much would you kill me if you saw a copy of that on the $249 bookshelf? $249 worth of killing. <laughs> if That's I bought right. you something for the equivalent price? I would hand you a box with a piece of lead pipe in it. <laughs> so you better kill me before I get to you. Oh, that brings me on to my, uh, my other point. Go on then. Um, if you did have to murder someone... Yes. Which of the Clue or Cluedo weapons would you use and what room would you do it in? Gun. Straight in. I don't want to be too close to the individual. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And the room would be, which one was closest to the door? (laughs) Because I need to get out of there. I need to dump the the gun in the nearest river. Mm. I need to go and shower. I need to bleach my hands to get the gun residue off of it. Oh, wow. You've thought about this too much. Oh, you have no idea. I've got a car parked down the road with a load of change clothes in it. <laughs> New identity. And a second car sitting in a warehouse 13.8 miles away from that. Because that gives you just enough time to get far enough away before they call out the police helicopter. South London, true true, <laughs> true take on things there. Yeah, there you go. Okay, well I... No, I haven't thought about it. What would I use? <laughs> no, I mean, it's quite clear you have thought about it. Yeah, go on, what would you use? Uh, I'd go candlestick. Oh, you sneaky in it. Go mm, up behind someone. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and in the dining room, because obviously that's where the candlestick would be. And I think if you if you gave the candlestick a bit of a wipe, no one would know they'd been killed with a candlestick. Uh-huh. Um, depends on how good a quality the candlestick was. Well, this would be pretty good. Probably, Home sense. Probably solid gold. <laughs> okay. I know, no. dead out milk. Ooh. Yeah, no cheap, no cheap crap. Nice. No, I think, I think that basically... Most of Southland's going to be quite disappointed we didn't pick the knife. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. But, you know, there you go. We've always gone against the grain. Swum against the current. Walked against the flow. Three endings to this film. Yes. Apparently there was a fourth. Oh, God. Um, but they didn't want to make it four and a half hours. But, yeah, well. Jonathan Lynn decided it wasn't strong enough, so cut it. But if you do buy Clue the Storybook, oh. you will get four endings in there. There you go. That's probably what the extra money goes on. <laughs> the fourteen ninety nine is for the first three endings, then two hundred thirty five ninety nine for the rest. Exactly. I, be- I believe the fourth ending has Wadsworth committing all murders. Right. Um, because he'd failed at everything else in life, so he wanted to perfect murder. 
I mean, he did a good job if that's the case. Yeah. Um, and then he steals a police car, but then there's three dogs in the back that ah. that, that foil his plan. I would have preferred that to the final actual ending, I think. You don't seem keen on the final actual I ending. I wasn't. Didn't like it. Well, Everybody killed somebody. No, well, come yeah, on. Yeah, I thought that was quite satisfying. No, it's just a commentary again, isn't it? Like, we've all got blood on our hands. All of us capitalists. Well, I mean, it's 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 true, isn't it? <laughs> okay. We're all part of the problem. Sinead's raising her red flag now and has one <laughs> fist in the air. Woo! Um, Sinead, we need to talk about cassette tapes here. Yeah, this is what I was going to ask you. What is your VHS cassette tape rating for this film? Well, I've been giving it some serious thought for nearly four seconds now. And I think it's very funny... I thought it was a little bit slow at the start. Okay. A little bit. Yeah, a tiny bit maybe. And um, I didn't know if necessarily him pulling up and the dog poo and everything else was actually even needed. You could have lopped that off and just started in the house. So with that in mind, I am giving it... I can see her writing as I'm saying this. Yeah, I am. Three cassette tapes. Excellent. VHS cassette tapes. Not to be mistaken with audio cassette tapes. Excellent. I'm quite happy with that. Three VHS. Okay. That seems that seems like a like a fair rating for this film. Not bad, is it? Yeah, I'm pleased with that. I'm gonna go slightly higher. I thought you may. I'm gonna go I mean the way you were laughing, you're gonna go four and three quarters. Uh, no, 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 no. Because I do agree with you. I do think that the beginning is slightly slow yeah, to take yeah. off. I absolutely don't agree with you that the dog poo gag was unnecessary and that it should <laughs> well, have just started obviously. in the house. No, absolutely not. Okay. We needed the setup, we needed to see yeah. Wadsworth arriving. Yeah. You're wrong on, on all no, those. No, it makes levels. perfect sense. Um I'm gonna go three point five VHS tapes. Is that all? Yeah. I expected you to give that more. So that's six and a half VHS tapes for Clue. Six and a half VHS tapes for Clue. Nice. More importantly, reasons to dump you. Go on. I'm sure there will be many. I have three. Oh, okay. I got away with it. Number one. Yes. I enjoyed it, but it had limitations. Yeah, me too. I felt the same way. What's my first reason? (laughs) (laughs) I think you know that's your first reason. Unless you can justify limitations, I'm not accepting it. Okay, it was limited. One reason to jump, dump you, facetiousness. Ah. Okay, number two. Yeah. You've never played Cluedo and more importantly have no urge to play Cluedo. I mean, I'll be honest, it'll be a cold day in hell before I sit in front of that board game. Do you know what I mean? See, that would, I'd love that. We could get a bottle of wine, we could get some olives, we could have some gherkins, we could play Cluedo. Wine, olives and gherkins, totally up for. And a game of Cluedo? If it gets me free wine, olives and gherkins, totally up for. Unbelievable. And my third reason Go on. is literally just your, oh, it should have started in the house nonsense. No, 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 no. No, you see, the whole, the butler comes to his own house, the dogs attack him, doesn't make sense. But they're on chains and they're short enough and then he gives them a bone thinking he's clever and he's chained him up shorter and then he steps in the dog poo but actually because he's a butler that cares about his house only uses the foot scraper outside and doesn't make any effort to actually get rid of the dog poo and we all know people are, am i right people or am i right if you stand in dog poo that shit needs scrubbing out with a toothbrush <laughs> preferably not your own <laughs> or and your some, partners oh is that wrong <laughs> and some sort of bleachy spray thing i mean that stuff stinks have you finished 
Yeah. Okay. That's still three reasons to dump you. Well, so I think I got away with it. Well, I think you did. Yeah. You need to think harder next time. I'm sure I could have upset you a lot more than that. Oh, you did. I think I just didn't write them down. Yes. That's it. Keep a distraction. Distract. Good exactly. Looks. Distraction is the best tactic. That's it. It's because I'm wearing that new uh, lipstick. It suits you, that colour. I know. I like it. Mm. Mm. Well, that was reasons to dump you. And that was... Wait, clue. wait, wait, wait. That's not the ending. What? This is the ending. I am raising... That's right. You've heard me correctly. I am raising my score by an extra 0.5 to four out of five. Four out of five. Indeed. That's the real ending that we're going with on this episode. So you give it four out of five. I gave it three. Its new score is seven. Correct. Very good mental arithmetic, Brian. The new score for Clue is seven out of ten VHS tapes. Whoa. Okay. All right. We'll go with that. Trust us. This is the real, real ending. Okay. There's no more. There's no more. You this sure? This is it. Yeah. So you can... I'm really tempted now. Go... No, this is it. So you can follow us on Instagram at reasons underscore pod. Um, do subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Why not? Go ahead. Do it. Do yeah. it. Do it now. Just do it. Or failing that, get up off the sofa, walk outside, find someone at the bus stop, say, hey, you waiting for the bus? And when they say yes, say, let me give you something to listen to while you wait. Reasons to dump you. Available on all majors. There. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>